shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Hello, hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child all the while. And you are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. 2023, we're free all year. Um, it, it's written, and I have been enjoying, thoroughly enjoying getting to know our Father um, through the Word, just knowing His ways and just knowing that I'm acquainted with Him, Ty, that just makes me feel so, I feel safe. I feel safe in His arms. That's, that's the best place to be. I mean, we all want to put it in our hands, um, but He has it all in His hands, and we just got to trust Him to do it. And I'm just just enthralled with the fact that my God is greater than anything, any circumstance, any thing that I'm facing he is greater than and and learning to just lead by trusting him is such a freeing experience I'm not going to say that you know I don't worry but I will tell you that I don't dwell there no girl you can't I don't dwell there at all um when 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 the flesh starts to take because we are who we are right you know we are who we are I, I think I used to be wired um to worry and then when I realized that my arms didn't have enough girth. My my fists aren't big enough, you know, to take on the fights. But I have somebody there who is already prepared for any battle. I mean, that's just an amazing, amazing feeling. You know, like those trust exercises we used to have to do in corporate America where you'd be there with your coworkers and then, you know, um, one standing behind you and then you free fall. Yeah, yeah. I know and then trust him to catch you. Yeah, you have you. to trust him to catch you, Lord. Well, that's say. how I feel about the God that I serve. I trust him to catch me should I stumble and keep me from falling. I know that there's a hedge of protection around me and I know that he charges his angels concerning me. And it's just, like I said, it's an amazing freeing feeling. It's a beautiful feeling and very freeing when you get um, attached to the word or when you start to seek his face in the word, it's just, it gives you a fresh perspective on everything. He covers everything in his word. You know, what I'm learning and what I'm seeing here is that it's very, um, it's very close to where we are where we are today with our society. You know, when you read the stories of how Jesus came on the scene and, and you know, how the people um, pretty much picked him apart, you know, or how a mass of people who believe um, had all the stuff to say about one man who came on that was God's son. You know, it, it's the same thing. You know, I know you I don't know if you saw the Grammys or not, but. I was just, you know, I wasn't, I didn't watch it, but I watched people um, dissect it. And it was a lot of us dissecting it. And it was very hurting. It was it was just a hurting feeling because it seemed like we were coming off so judgmental. Um, you know, we were, we're pretty much saying that um, anything that was associated with the Grammys were um, demonized. And it was definitely rigged. I won't yeah. say that, you know, everything around it was demonized. But I mean, we, we have to be real. And, and a lot of people were calling them on what it actually was. It's, it's a systematic thing. And, and it's great to lead into what we want to talk about. Right. Um, so it's a systematic thing where you have um, this entity, this group of people um, that are the jurors, if you will. And, and they nominate people and then there's a voting process. But nobody gets to vote outside of these people. But you don't ever get to know who these people are. But trust and believe just as like when we were in school and you had clicks or, you know, even in the workplace, when you have clicks, you have things that are operational in this realm that are about 
clicks and most of them are attached to things that we could root back to the enemy. Money. Yeah. This one is music. Yeah. So we already know that it was predisposition. Well, it's the world. It was the world's platform. I mean, yes. should we, I mean, if, if we can be real about it, I mean, this was a world's event. This was not a Christian event. It is this was a, not, a world's yeah, right, event. Yeah, right. Is you know, it wasn't. It wasn't like open, but people that believe in Jesus were there. And when you go across, when you do, when you speak across as a whole, it's almost like you know. I think it was the Maverick City. Um, they were there. They, of course, they've been thrown. They've been on the fire as well. You know, people have to understand grace and mercy is a real thing, and we don't know the relationships that people have. And it's easy to pick something apart when we don't have the full details of it. But you're absolutely correct because when it comes down to clicks, they're everywhere. They're in the workplaces. They're in corporate America. They work together. They have they have their orders and everything. And you don't know anything, but that's why it's important to get into the Word of God because when you're in the Word of God, He opens your eyes to all of that. You see it for what it is. And then not only do you see it for what it is, it's like, Hey, guys, is anyone talking about Jesus? Is anyone using their platform to tell people to come to Christ? And and that's what we do here. That's what's the most important part of the piece of the puzzle is because what is our main job? Draw all men unto him. He's the one that can save us from everything. Like you said, he's all-knowing. His ways are not our ways. And so, you know, I just see it a lot. And and it happens to me, too, when people, people criticize what they don't understand, not understanding that there's an amount of grace and mercy for your life. There's an amount of grace and mercy for my life. And what that grace and mercy looks like, I don't know. What I'm going to do that is going to require grace, I don't know. But guess what? It's promised. It's given. It's a gift. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve mercy. We don't deserve grace. It is a given. And when you get to know your father, you realize that, hey, I'd rather be under this covenant instead of the old covenant. I'd rather show love and compassion to people that I come in contact with that I have no idea their story other than being so judgmental. It goes back to something that we talked about um, on last week when we talked about Jesus and him being rejected in Nazareth. And the rejection was pitted um, in familiarity. A lot of the times when we feel like we know a thing or we were exposed to what a thing used to be, then we limit our minds to it only being able to be that way. And then that's where the judgment comes in from. And I think that that's kind of is what what is happening with the Grammys, because you have a a two edged sword there. So you have this entity that's charged with being like um, the northernmost, you know, uh, pinnacle that you could hit in your musical career is being nominated for and winning a Grammy. But then when something is coveted, what happens? Then you have competition. Mm -hmm. Then you start having all these rules and regulations that come in. But just like it is with the word of God. So it started with um, Moses and the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. in the Old Covenant. Then we had to come away from the Old Covenant. Why? Because people started superimposing their thought processes and their judgments on what the actual law is. And that's what we have happening right now. And I think that's what we had that's continuing to evolve at the Grammys. It started out being a prestigious institution. Um, 
that awards merit for performance in the music industry. And it has increasingly become a place of bureaucracy, um, of politics, and of, quite frankly, popularity contests. Same thing here, right here in this little community, Greenfield, South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? We see this right here, and we see it in the masses. I believe what's happening, um, Ty, is that they're being exposed. If the Bible says that the last will be first and the first will be last, he already knows everything about everyone. So he's going to start to uncover things, and that's what you're seeing. If you look on, if you look at the media, you see a lot of people are coming more towards Christ. They want to, they want to know more about who he is. Why do they want to know that? Because you can't keep staying the same way. You got to grow. Mm-hmm. People really do feel like they got it all. They know it all at the age that they are. You're still growing. We're all still on the potter's wheel. That's why grace and mercy is such a beautiful thing because it's we need it. We're not perfect. We we have to have it. There's not one perfect person on this earth with Jesus Christ. And like even with the demonic or them demonizing it, you hear it in the music. You hear it in the words. You know, it, it's, it's all over. But we have to get into the word. We have to start talking about Jesus Christ and who he came. Why, why did he come? And why do we believe? He came to set the captives free. And, you know, we're taking on that mantle. We, um, as this generation of believers, and no matter what, we are in, we can't be of. So even if I am in the music industry and, you know, that is my talent, that's the anointing on my life, I still have a responsibility as an ambassador to the kingdom to spread the gospel. I have a responsibility to let people know that it is not by my works that I'm accomplishing any of these things. It is by the grace of my father. And so I want to get into what the word actually says about it. And then let's like kind of break it down because we're hitting around all types of things that are just really, really exciting to me because, because I know you've experienced it. I experience it like, you know, on a day to day people in their flesh have these ideals, these things that, you know, they feel like are right and they forget about what it means to be righteous. And then we start to sin because we judge and you judge not lest you be judged. See, that's the thing. People are so Mm. quick to want to call somebody out on their stuff. But have you taken a look in the mirror? first and i'm not saying that things can't be addressed but how are you addressing it that's all things in love what you do well how you do it is more important than what it is that you're doing absolutely um i agree with you i just want to throw this in there too you know when we're talking about that that grace and mercy concept compassion is one of those things that you know is going to be a part of that because how can you, how would you be able to come toward, you know, come at somebody, you know, mean or ugly when the word tells you that love is kind and love is patience, you know? Yeah. So um, let's talk about Ephesians. Ephesians, we're going from the second chapter. I'm going to go um, from the first through the 10th verses because I feel like it really encapsulates everything that we're trying to share with you guys on today. Made alive in Christ alive in Christ. So we were all born, but we are reborn when we come to know Christ. So verse one, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us have lived also among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. 
Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, meaning there's nothing that you can do to earn it. It is the gift of God, not by works. And that's so that no man can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's it, Todd. That's it. And, you know, when you believe you're participants with Christ in the spiritual reality, it's like we link with him in union. And this is how we have access to our spiritual blessings and our spiritual reality. We can't see things in the natural, you know, in our human being form, but it's a spiritual world out here. And when you get to know Jesus and when you're getting into the Word, you're going to be able to see that part of it. And that's the most important part of it when you're believing in who He is. And that's why our herald on um, last week was to get into your Word. You know, um, not just listening to a sermon, not just, you know, having a discussion with peers, but actually taking the time to to commune with God and get into his word. Because once you know, then that veil starts to get lifted mm-hmm. bit by bit by bit. And it's not, it's all physical. And, and to me, you know, it, it encompasses a lot of the senses. It's not just what I'm reading, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is an antenna. You know, there are times that, you know, I'm in places and that thing is going off like a five alarm fire. It's, it's time to get out of Dodge. This isn't it. You know, you, you can feel, you know, when things aren't Impact. quite right. Right. And we have to have the ability to stand up in the midst of those things. Like, you know, when you're seeing things that are happening and nobody's speaking, speak. Yeah. We are empowered to do that. But what we have to remember is so that's about justice. Right. Speaking up when you see um, things are happening and they're wrong. That's about injustice. But speaking against things just because you don't feel like that that's what you would do or what you would wear or how you would spend to choose your choose to spend your time. That's judgment. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference in those things. And, And that's what I think. I really want to talk about is making sure that we deal with one another, how our father deals with us, grace and mercy. Well, to me, it's like grace is, grace is what makes, makes it all the better for me because, you know, I know I'm not perfect and I'm not ever going to try to be. But I thank God for his grace and mercy every single day. And I think that's the only difference between the other religions is that, you know, if Like, if you think about it and you think about, you know, the other religions, it's like it's the only one that's different from from Christianity, grace. Grace was made, grace and mercy, and that's undeserving and unmerited. So God has given it to us even in, in our imperfections. Well, um, what's grace? Like, like break it down. Like, what is grace? Well, you know what? I actually got an And example. what is mercy? I'm glad you said that because I actually took this note here, and I'm glad you asked me that question. Let me see here. It's in my notes. So— here, let me put it to you this way. So it says, let me put it this way. Suppose someone attempts to rob your house. You learn that the robber was just in a desperate situation and didn't intend to do any harm at all. Instead of calling the police, you chose to pardon the thief and let the matter go. That's mercy. Then you gave him some food and a few dollars to get him through 
his trying time. That's grace. In a world where mistakes are swiftly punished and goodwill is only for the worthy, grace and mercy are the absolute necessity. Amen. So I, I kind of think about it like this. Um, grace is something that we're given that we might not necessarily deserve. I feel like mercy is the hand of God preventing us <laughs> from receiving just exactly what we deserve. You're absolutely correct. You know, mercy has to do with kindness and compassion, and it's often spoken of in context that God's not punishing us as our sins deserve. And grace does include kindness and compassion, but it also carries the idea of bestowing a gift of favor on us. And, you know, when you see it that way, it makes a difference. It really does. I thank God for grace and mercy every single day. I mean, I don't know Listen, what I would do with that. I, mean, I really don't. wouldn't be here if it weren't for grace and mercy. So we talked about that grace, grace being that favor. That's why I say favor ain't fair. It's not. It really Favor is, is not fear but it is a gift because that's how loving our father is because he sent our brother jesus here enrobed in flesh to walk as we have to walk to experience things that we will have to experience and therefore he's able to extend grace because there's nothing that we're going to face that he wasn't tempted with first but that's why it's a fixed fight that's why it's a fixed fight you know when you know that it's a fixed fight. You know that he's going to give you grace. You know that he's going to give you mercy. He doesn't. That's, I'm going to tell you, and, it, and it's been to me too because it just tears my nerves up. But I'm like, I, I give people grace because that's just how I lead. That's my heart posture. I give grace and give it give it willingly. But we don't do this as humans. We just do no, not do this. You know, I had to learn, girl. WIP. <laughs> listen. Work in progress. Work in progress. Listen, listen, you be hey, ready. Listen. You already know. Stay. Stay. Hey, yeah. Don't <laughs> back over there now. I'm with it. But I did have but, to learn that, though, you know, because, and, and that's, that's the beauty of, of communing with God and spending time with him and spending time in his word. We say, what would Jesus do? That wasn't only this incredible catchphrase. That is really the way that we should seek to live. That's the way that we should look at things like what would he do? Because that's the guiding factor right there. Not, not what would I do? Don't follow me, Lord have mercy. But what would he do in that situation and seeing who he was, how loving he was, how merciful and full of compassion that he was. And that is my ideal. I seek to be like that every single day because I think about what my life would have been like had he not had compassion for me, yeah. had he not given me grace to grow, um, grace to stumble and fall and learn. You know, I mean, that is why I'm able to sit here today because he loved me enough to give me grace. And I use that when I'm dealing with my children. I have to remember all the time to kind of govern because that's what it's like, right? If you're a parent, it's just, what's the first parental relationship that you have besides your actual parents? It's our father, God. And what type of parent is he? He that's is it. loving. That's it. He is loving, but firm. In yeah. his correction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's loving, he's kind, he's compassionate, and, and he shows love to people who don't even deserve it. And that's just like people who, you know, are quick to throw throw people off or are just quick to cut people off. I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I don't. And the reason why I don't is because God has those people in your life for a reason. I was one of that, those people. I'm in people's life for a reason. I know when God tells me to go to somebody and speak to them. I can't always reveal to them what God is telling me because he didn't tell me to do that. But I know that they've been praying about something and he sent me. Now, whether they see me for who I am, 
that's up to them. But what happens is because they've been done so wrong of, of, of have this um, narrative of people being one specific way, they miss the message. They miss the mark. And guess what? You have to give people grace stamp because God still expects for you to get back over there and, and teach and, and do what I told you to do. Daddy, they're not listening. Well, um, I don't know what to tell you. You go over there and you do what I say. You still got to give grace. Grace is something that we can't. It's, it's a, every day is new. Every single day is new. So if God gives it to us, why we can't give it to people? If God forgives us every single day, why we can't forgive people? Why, can't, why do we hold on to things that are meant to hurt us? This is what the enemy wants. And, you know, I feel like there is someone out there that's holding on to hurt and pain where you can just really let it go and forgive and keep it moving because you're not doing yourself any You may as well let it go because I can tell you what, the person who you're feeling all of those feelings toward has let it go. They're not thinking about you. that's the thing they ain't even thinking about you and you over here sad mad depressed disgusted hating yeah because you're holding on and it's poisoning you it's not poisoning anything else and what it's doing is it's keeping you stagnant well it's keeping you in that place you think i think about it like this that's the enemy's purpose right right when we're when god is growing us you know he takes us through the wilderness and we, we don't understand this but you know when you get into the word you you get it you go into this darkness and, and he's teaching you who you truly are in it. So you have to make those decisions. But the only the, you want know, to say decisions like choices, but the only way that you're going to be able to make the right choices in the word, you know, you know, if you don't if you're not applying the word, if you're not in the word, you're not going to know exactly how to navigate in the wilderness. That's why a lot of people don't make it out. That's why a lot of people end up suicide. That's why a lot of people end up losing their minds because they don't know how to fight. But when you get into the word of God, it teaches you how to work. It teaches you how to fight. And it also teaches you how to have mercy for one another grace for one another because that's his love language that is his primary love language if he asking us to be ambassadors for his kingdom what is one of the most things that we have to show towards people that even when they do us wrong even when they 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 don't get us we still have to show compassion because that's what the father does to us that's where that grace and mercy factor comes in and i need it that's what i need to grow when we're in that darkness we can fall we all fall short of the glory of god a lot of a lot of times people don't people walk around like they don't make mistakes like they don't get it wrong. We all get it wrong at sometimes. We all need that grace and we all need that mercy. That's that's for everybody in the family, honestly. I was having a conversation, um, and I felt the old me come through. And I was like, I love who love me. I'm for who for me. That part. Hey, don't go where you're celebrated. Not be tolerated. Go where you're <laughs> go celebrated. Celebrate. Yeah. But God convicted me. Because how easy is that? That is so simple. I'm a love who loves me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a love who loves me. But that's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to love in spite of whether you like me or not. Right, that's it. I am called to love you. I am called to be your brother. I am called to be a helpmate if that is what God presses upon me to do, irregardless of how I feel about you, the flesh, the body, you, the person, the child of God, that's what I love. And that's what I'm called to connect to, regardless of what I might have felt in my flesh. And when I tell you that's been something that's so hard to die to, like when you've been in a situation like myself, you know, like my whole entire life, I feel like I've had to fight. Mm-hmm. I've um, been rejected. I've been passed over. I've been looked over. I've been, you know, seen as less than, ridiculed, made fun, like all of these things. And so a lot of times, you know, I have offense, you know, if 
you know, once spent, twice shot, you know, yeah. once shame on you, twice shame on me. Yeah. You know, but we have to get out of that mindset. Have to. And we have to have to step into who we are as ambassadors of Christ and remember that we're called to greatness. That's it. We're called to be better than and we're called to be an example that's it and how many know that there's somebody always watching whether you know it or not peeping in the blinds i think it's so funny i told you that story about when i fell in the parking lot (laughs) and nobody was outside but i was certain that there was somebody up there that looked out the window and saw and i just wanted to go home but that comes from a pointing up there's always somebody somewhere watching us so we've got to lead by example as ambassadors regardless of what you feel like on the inside and like we said on last week his strength is made perfect in our weakness yes. you already know you struggling girl know you a little bit sour and all of that but go ahead and trust him take that first step and see won't he hold you up with he it though will hold you i mean up. i've been amazed at myself some conversations i've been able to have been and, having good girl, and some people i've been able to deal with and know i used to be yeah. you used to do you, used to, you, went, you went hey i ain't always been you have people say i ain't always been in the word okay Ooh, you know thank you, Lord, for <laughs> thank you god for grace and for mercy because think about that's it, it. like this what if he treats us like we treat each Man, other? Man, I'm trying to tell you. And that stays in the front of my brain because that, that, and the reason why it stays in the front of my brain is because I don't, I don't want to mistreat anyone. I don't lead that way. I don't like it. And it's just not who I am. So I try to treat people the way that I want to be treated. And I always lead with love. But guess what, Todd? Because of those experiences, I don't always get that back. Yeah. I don't always get that back. It says right here, it says this grace is only available through faith, though. You got to have faith. What does your faith look like? Or do you actually believe this word? Do you actually believe what's written? It's living hope is what it is. Hope. And as long as you have hope, that's all you need to start your faith. Yes. But the thing is, we can get so immersed in what it looks like, what yes. it feels like, or the sounds that are coming to us, what people are saying. But you got to plug into God because what we know unwavering is that that is the way, that is the truth, and that is the life. And you can brag on, listen, and I, hey, I brag differently because I brag on God because he does give me grace and mercy. And I thank him for it each and every single day. But it's only through faith. It's only through my belief. You know, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. We, we got to understand that people are going to do, do things sometimes that make us feel, uh, but allow those people the grace and mercy that God gives to you. Pretty ugly. This is what I want to talk about before we depart. Pretty ugly. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he was anointed. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So what it says is that the commandments give us a standard by which we can judge ourselves and see our desperate need of his mercy. In doing so, we are blessed because we acknowledge our poverty. We become rich. And when I say poverty, I don't mean like worldly riches. I feel mm. like you're... deceitfully poor when you don't know the word of God, when you don't know the ways of God, when you don't know how to fight. Well, you're just human. Because there's two different things. You're spiritually, 
And then there's the human experience, and human experience is your flesh, you know. But then when you're getting to know your father, you can't see spirituality. You must feel it. You must, yes. you know, you got to get into it. And so when you An get into experience. it, you see that thing. You mm-hmm. see it from a different perspective. And you you don't navigate the way that everybody else navigates because you see it from the lens of the word instead of the lens of the world. So what are you feasting upon? Our challenge is for you to continue to feast yes. and feed on the word of God. And if you get nothing else, from today remember it is all about grace and mercy i'm coming in hot coming in 